Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Impact podcast for nonprofits. Hi, I'm David Oaks. It's season three, episode number 28. The title of our broadcast today is Please Stop Telling Me You're So Busy. You need to hear this if you constantly tell people all the time, I'm just so busy. Stay tuned. Glad you're here. All right, glad you tuned in. Today, the title of my show is Please Stop Telling Me You Are So Busy. I think I've mentioned once before here on the podcast that I have been writing my first book, my first book where I outline the Minor Touches Major Impact five step strategy that I use to help my clients and my students multiply their income, their fundraising income for their mission, for their nonprofit. And as I'm writing this book, I have been realigning my priorities in order to have time to do it. And so in chapter three, before I get to my five-step process that I use, and it multiplies everybody's income. On chapter three, I list five strongholds, five strongholds that will keep you from seeing success. So I thought today I would share these with you. Five strongholds. Now, a military stronghold is a fortified place so as to protect it from attack. A stronghold, a military stronghold. Stronghold is a military word. and But strongholds, you need to understand, strongholds don't just exist on the military battlefield. Strongholds can exist in your mind. A stronghold is a fortified house, a fortress in your mind, and it it's made up of thoughts. It's made up of ways of thinking. The way you think can seriously help you. It can defend you. It can be a a, uh, a military place that keeps you from being destroyed. It can also be built of thoughts that are erroneous and wrong. And these thoughts, this kind of stronghold in your mind, it can seriously hurt you. Now, when you're being attacked, A stronghold is a great thing. But when you believe wrong things, these ways of thinking become strongholds that keep success from breaking in on you. Zig Ziglar used to call it stinking thinking. It's thinking that keep you from realizing the success that you were put here and meant to experience. So I want to share with you one of the five strongholds that I list in my new book that I'm not through with, but shortly it'll be out. But I want to list, talk about one of these five strongholds. It's a way of thinking that will hold you back. It will hold you back. Or if you adjust your way of thinking, it can propel you forward. So don't forget. I want to help you. I've helped so many others. Now it's your turn. You've tuned into the broadcast today, and I am going to help you. Now listen, if you have a stronghold 
If this is one of your strongholds, listen, if you don't let me in, I'll be stuck on the outside and you won't let me in and I'll be unable to help you. So if you'll allow me this stronghold, it will, if you'll listen to me, I'll help you to leapfrog over the time it would take for you to learn this on your own. This can propel you forward and it'll show you how to maximize your impact. So actually, this is stronghold number two in my forthcoming book. And that stronghold is, I am just so busy. Now, through the years in the nonprofit space, I've made an observation, and it has to do with busyness. Now, I'm I'm wearing my mentor hat today, and I'm being honest with you. Listen to me. Mediocre fundraisers wear busyness as a badge of honor. I'm going to say that again. If you would write that down and look at it and say, is David Oaks talking to me right now? Mediocre fundraisers wear busyness as a badge of honor. Some nonprofit le- leaders think of busyness as a status symbol. When you meet a friend and they say, how are you? And your regular response is, you say this all the time, I'm just so busy. Now, I'm probably talking to you. Look at how busy I am, you are saying. Now, can I extrapolate what I think's going on in your mind for you to continue to wear this as a badge of honor? Look how busy I am. I'm so important. I just don't have time for the things you're talking about. Listen to me. Fundraisers who wear busyness as a badge of honor have no idea how they are exposing their lack of commitment to what's important in their lives. How you spend your time reflects what you value in life. Listen, I've always said you have everyone. I don't care what, if you're a person in the faith community or you're not, you have two theological documents that expose who you really are too. One is your checkbook. Wherever you put your money, that's where your heart either is or it's going to be. And the other thing is your calendar. How you spend your time is your calendar reflects a, it's a theological document that reflects what you value in life. Listen to me. Chronic busyness is not a sign of effectiveness. It's a sign that you cannot manage your life. So why would you ever tell people that you're a horrible life manager? Why would you continually tell people that you're not effective? Oh my God. Like the psalmist of old, I'm saying, Selah, do pause and think about that. Now, when it comes to fundraising, this matters supremely. Why? Because busyness will keep your continual focus on what is urgent and it'll force you to neglect what is important. And you should know that getting all the money you need will require you to do many things that are important, but they're not urgent. Most of the steps that I challenge my students and my my clients to in the minor touches major impact fundraising method, they're not urgent. But you better listen to me today. They're all 
important. Now, what's the difference between the urgent and the important? Let me explain. Let's talk about it. Paying my monthly utilities bill on time, that's important, but it's not urgent. When I don't pay it on time, then it begins to move from important to urgent when, after a certain date, they begin to add late fees. And then it gets a little more, it moves a little less in the important and more toward the urgent after the late fee is added, then my my bill, what's important, it totally leaves the important stage and moves into the urgent stage when I get up in the morning and my utilities are cut off. What? When my utilities get cut off because of non-payment, then I have to drop everything. I have to drive to City Hall. I have to pay my bill. I have to pay my late fee and then another fee to have my utilities turned back on. Plus, I go around telling everyone in my orbit how horribly busy I am. Now, want to know why I didn't pay my bill when it was just important? Because I was so busy taking care of some other urgent need that I neglected to fix when it was merely important. Fundraisers who wear the badge of busyness as a badge often live this way. It's called living at the tyranny of the urgent. Busyness demands that we always choose the urgent over the important. Now listen to me. We're all busy. It's called life. I don't care what season of life you're in. You are busy. Stop telling everybody how busy you are. People who kick history in its sides are busy. World changers are busy. Here's what I've noticed about poor fundraisers who hide behind the cloak of busyness. They think it's temporary. Remember, you're the one who makes your schedule, and you are the only one who can change it. World changers are busy just like you. The only difference is they're busy doing what's important, and it often frees them from the tyranny of the urgent. When you make a quality commitment to what is important, the urgent begins to show up less and less. It doesn't happen overnight. But when you get up every day committed to do what is important, then those things that have progressed into the urgent realm because you didn't pay attention to them when they were important, they begin to show up less and less. Fundraising at the tyranny of the urgent keeps you underfunded and doomed to repeat a failing an exhausting process. Fundraisers who live at the tyranny of the urgent are tired all the time. Now, here's where having a system and plan like the Minor Touches Major Impact Fundraising Method helps you to have. Leaving the tyranny of the urgent only happens when you make what is important the priority. It takes some time, but careful and prolonged attention to what is important will slowly take a lot of the urgent 
out of your life. Now, if busyness is a stronghold in your life, then implementing the steps in my method, the things that I teach, it'll give you a proven edge over the tyranny of the urgent. Knowing that this same system has helped other fundraisers, other fundraisers get fully funded and expand their vision year after year. It'll help you to take it seriously. Successful, world-changing, visionary fundraisers have systems, strategies, and plans for making sure what is important gets done before it becomes urgent. And if you've been sweeping around your back door, then maybe destiny has brought me into your life to bring you to the greatness that you were born for. Let it be so. That is the official definition of the word. Amen. Let it be so. So let me ask you some questions. How often do you say, I'm just so busy? Is it something you say all the time or is it something you rarely say? When you know something is important, do you always, almost always make it a first priority on a daily and a weekly basis? Would you say that putting out fires does or does not describe your lifestyle? When you live your life putting out fires, you live at the tyranny of the urgent. It's because you've neglected what is important. What about saying how busy you are? Does it rarely or does it often come up in your conversations with people? I'm just so busy. And then the other person says, I'm just so busy. And you don't realize both of you are telling the whole world how ineffective you are at at targeting what is important in your life. Do you regularly, here's a great question here. Do you regularly say no to some things So you can say yes to others. People who live at the tyranny, the urgent, say yes to everything. And then half of what they need to get done doesn't get done. People who live focused on what is important, they say no all the time so that they can say yes to the things that are important. Here's another question. Is solving problems before they get urgent a huge value in your life? I call that leadership. Leadership is fixing a problem before it gets urgent. All right, here's a great question. I almost never pay late fees. OMG. Oh my gosh, folks. If you constantly pay late fees, you are someone who lives at the tyranny of the urgent. I want to tell you, I have paid late fees and occasionally I do, but it is rare. I hate paying late fees. When I pay late fees, it proves to me, it is just shouting in my ears, David, you're so busy with the, you're living at the tyranny of the urgent and you're not paying attention to what is important. Do your pay your fees? Do you pay your bills? on time. If you pay late fees all the time, then this show is for you. I would listen to it again and again, and I would ask God, I would ask the universe, I would say prayers, I would seek for the power to overcome. Okay, do you, here's a great question, do you regularly resist the indulgence of saying, 
I'm too busy. I'm just so busy. I'm going to tell you, I may say that, but I work hard not to. If I say I'm busy, I always preface it right afterwards with saying, but it's the life I've chosen and I love it. How are you, David? I'm very busy, but it's the life I've chosen and I love it. Okay. Here's another question. In your law, in your life, do you own the things that are the priorities, the things that are important, your productivity and your schedule? Do you own that? Or do people regularly hijack your priorities and your productivity and your schedule? If people do that, then you allow them to cause you to live at the tyranny of the urgent. Again, it's back to how often and how regularly and with conviction do you say no. Every time I say no, I realize it's so that I can say yes to something that's important. And then one last question. Uh, do you live with margin in your schedule so that when the unexpected does come up, you have the time and the margin that you're able to handle it. People who live at the tyranny of the urgent do not intentionally put margin in their schedule. They don't own their schedule. All right. That's, that's my show for today. Please, please, please stop telling me you're so busy. Stop saying it. Order your priorities. Make a, just make the quality commitment before God and the universe. I will stop living at the tyranny of the urgent, and I will do what's important. Now, if you're a nonprofit leader, listen to me when I tell you, fundraising is important. If you don't get the money you need, guess who suffers? Guess who suffers? The people who should be benefiting from your mission. The people that God put you here to bless, they don't get blessed. And it's all because you are living at the tyranny of the urgent. Okay, so one last time I'll say it. Please stop telling me that you're so busy. That's the show for today. So until next time, hey, say a prayer for me. I'm writing my book and I just gave you a snippet of it. One of the strongholds that will keep you back from realizing your destiny. All right, so until next time, always remember... Always remember, don't forget who you are. You are a proud nonprofit leader, and you and I, we're on a mission to create a changed world. It's coming together. I'm saying it. I believe it. It's all breaking our way. We are bringing order to chaos. We are solving unsolvable problems. We are rallying in against injustice. We're creating dignity and opportunity for people. We're not begging. We're not pleading. Nope. We are inviting humanity to partner with providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted. We want to leave the world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oaks reminding you it is the minor touches that lead to major impact. So long.